Welcome to Improv Interviews with Margot Escott, a psychotherapist in Naples, Florida, who is using her 35 years of experience to develop improvisation programs, benefiting and improving the lives of those with emotional and physical challenges. Improv Interviews brings together the world's leading improvisational theater masters, founders, and innovators who are using improvisation therapeutically in unique and surprising ways. With great guests that include legends like Ed Asner and Aretha Sills, you're sure to learn something new about improvisation. This is Improv Interviews with your host, Margot Escott. So one of the really amazing things about you, Bill, is you used to be a quite large person. How did you start gaining all that weight? Because you were a pretty plump cookie at one point. Yeah, I was at one point, I was almost 400 pounds. (gasps) And I look at videos of myself from then and I'm like, I feel like I'm looking through the lens of another dimension. Like, I didn't realize I was that big. And there were times where I was that big that I was looking at myself in the mirror going, hey, looks like I've lost some weight. And I'm like, no, you hadn't. You were getting bigger. Um, and it's just, I, 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 really, I really can't fathom how big I had gotten. There's such denial with compulsive overeaters. I used to love that movie, Gilbert Grape, the mother, you Mm -hmm. know, so sad and poignant. And I've worked with, well, I've had a weight issue all of my life as well. And I remember one time I was at a mall with a girlfriend. I saw somebody said, is my ass as big as hers? My friend said, it's bigger. Mm. That's a real friend. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened? How were you, when did you start losing and what was that process like? Well, I, I've always had like a yo-yo thing with my weight. Right. Um, I am now at the the weight and waist size and everything that I was in high school. Wow. Which is, I am I'm only two hundred and forty pounds. It goes up and down a little bit, and uh, forty two waist. Sometimes a forty in jeans. Um, wow. Yeah. And, uh, so I, what had happened was I lost a bunch of, a bunch of weight around the time of the movie, the ringer. Uh huh. And then I started eating. Was it, was it intentional during that time? Were you intentionally or was the process just kind of getting to you? What, what was happening? Um, no, I had, well, first of all, I had lost a bunch of weight the year or so before I did the ringer. Uh, and so I was at one of, one of my trimmest points in life then, which is around the time that I was doing the vibe TV show. There was a talk show called vibe, which based on the magazine, the hip hop magazine. Um, and, um, I was pretty darn skinny then skinny for me, you know, uh, I, w- I would I would be interested in going back and seeing some of those videos and looking at it and going oh maybe I wasn't but anyway um, but when I when I auditioned for the movie The Ringer I was probably at what I felt was some of my my lowest weight at, f- for my most of my adult life and then when and the project went on the shelf for a couple of years because it was, originally it was Fox before it went to Fox Searchlight. And Fox, as a major studio, was concerned 
that it might be very controversial because it was about Special Olympics and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, the director, Barry Blaustein, wanted to meet with me to make sure that I was still the same size and I hadn't gained too much weight because they wanted to be respectful to Special Olympians and say, like, if this person made Special Olympics, they can't be too big. I can't be too heavy because, you know, you, you have to go through a lot of training and there's the, it, it's, it's very demanding to be in Special Olympics as much so it is to be in the Olympics. Um, some people have this idea that it's like, you know, a participation trophy or something like that. Uh-uh. And it's not. Um, you've achieved something if you've made it to, uh, especially to national games uh, or international games. And so we wanted, he wanted to meet me about that. It was, and, and I realized, oh, maybe I should start losing weight again because I had put some on. It had been several years. So I started training and working out again and, you know, trying, trying to keep more an eye on what I was eating. And so uh, halfway through the production of that film, I started eating more. So if you, even if you watch that movie, you can see me gradually gain weight uh, <laughs> over the the three months that we were in production for the movie. Um, And then um, I put on a lot of weight in my first marriage uh, when things weren't working uh, as as well as I would have liked them to have. I wasn't in the spot I wanted to be in my career. And so I did a lot of compulsive eating. Um, And then we went on South Beach and that's how I learned how to cook. Um, I cooked for both of us because she was out working as a nanny most of the day. And then, you know, by the time she came home, she didn't have time to cook. So I'd start cooking when she was on her ride back home from the West side. And, um, so that's how I, that's how I learned how to cook. And that's how I learned to cook healthy. But then I fell out of those habits and, um, went back to St. Louis, um, to try to save the marriage. And then we got divorced and then once again, I started eating unhealthy. Uh, I was eating my feelings. Right. Put a bunch of weight on. Um, uh, met my uh, my second wife, Sam. And um, my weight kind of went up and down over my whole time together mm-hmm. with her. Um, and there, there was a certain point where I was, like I said, almost up to 400 pounds. And that was after Wizards of Waverly Place had ended. And uh, uh, I just ballooned up. And I was I was doing um, I was doing some magic, but I wasn't doing a lot of acting because there weren't a lot of parts available for me. But um, I got, I did the the movie, The Rum Diary with Johnny Depp. And then later I started doing uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. And that, that was when I was at my top weight. Um, but that's what those parts were all about. They needed to be this big, heavy set, overweight guy. Um, I started losing weight and getting to the weight that I am right now. Um, I, I had lost a bunch of weight in 2000 and um 13 2014 um and i was living a lot healthier and i and i I think that's one of the reasons why we were able to conceive with my daughter izzy 
is because I, uh-huh. was, I was much healthier and I, I had quit uh-huh. smoking. Um, I was eating healthier. I was exercising regularly. And so I think the old sperm count started to kick in. And, uh, <laughs> but um, the process of being a parent and being with Izzy all that time, I started putting weight on again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then pandemic, that, that had an immediate effect. You know, I was couch bound for a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. We were eating what we could and what was affordable at the time. Uh, what, what, what I didn't know at the time was it could still be very affordable to eat incredibly healthy. Yes. Yes, of course. Um, which I knew inherently from my days of learning how to cook for myself and learn how to cook healthy. But there was also certain insecurities that came with the pandemic and, you know, what would stay on a shelf? What, what, what could we buy where I don't have to go to the market every other couple of days, you know? Um, Cause I was terrified because I was overweight, you know, high blood pressure. At that point I'd been diagnosed uh, diabetic. I think I'm no longer diabetic, but I'm still taking the medication because I want to be safe until the doc says, okay, you don't. But um, so I was worried if I got COVID, I might be one of those people who it really, really severely affected. Yeah. And so it was, it was frightening for me to go shopping. So we, yeah, we got delivery and stuff like that. But you know, when you, when you get delivery, you want stuff that's going to have a longer shelf life, which means processed foods, foods that might not be as good for you. And it was stress eating. It was, how are we going to get through this? Um, and then, uh, so Sam, my wife and I soon to be ex, uh, separated, uh, two Decembers ago. And I was like, how am I going to get through this? There's an immense amount of stress. I was at that point, full-time parenting, my daughter, Isabella. Mm-hmm. And, um, sometimes she was in school. Sometimes she was not, but by the time that she was back in school on a regular basis, one of the only things I had to do during the day was exercise. And so I would make sure that I did that. I would drop her off. Yeah. Well, I would, I would start the day making oatmeal for the both of us uh-huh. and then drop her off at school, go on one of my walks, come home. I would have, um, I would have one of my healthy shakes, I have like a protein shake. And then, um, when she was going to school here in North Hollywood, uh, they would send her home with, with school lunches. And so, you know, her, her lunch would be pre-made and, um, and then I would make us a healthy dinner, meat and some sort of vegetables. Huh? At that point, she was a little less picky. Uh, <laughs> so we were able to keep the menu nice and healthy. And um, the other thing, the two other things, I was at the age of 52, I was diagnosed um, ADHD. Uh-huh. And so the medication that was the most effective for me was Concerta. Uh-huh. And it could be an ap- appetite suppressant. Yeah. Um, and so I think that really helped me get my portions under control, um, uh, start, start into more, more healthy eating habits. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, one of the main things also that I do is I lately I've been eating at night, but I'm going to try to get back out of that habit again, but you know, just not eating after dinner, have an early dinner and then don't eat at night. That was where I did my most dangerous eating. Yeah. I would eat fried foods. I would eat 
ice cream. I would eat stuff late into the night. I would go get second dinner at McDonald's or something like that because I, oh, I'm going to be up all night tonight. I'm going to need energy. I'm going to go get instant energy at McDonald's. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I used to eat that way. And, um, and now, you know, like yesterday I had oatmeal for breakfast. I had, God, I'm trying to remember what I ate yesterday. It wasn't a lot. I think I had leftovers from the night before, which was chicken and string beans and potatoes. Oh. Roasted potatoes. They weren't fried. Um, and although I did, I did, I, I pan roasted the green beans in bacon grease, which was, that, that <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't the healthiest thing. <laughs> I could. Um, but I just, I had leftover bacon grease because recently I had some people over and made a bunch of bacon and I was like, I'm not going to throw out this bacon grease. I'm going to use it to make something. <laughs> so yeah, that's not the healthiest thing in the world. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I just I just try to try to keep healthy portions, you know, eat a full meal every day, and you know, like the, with the, with the breakfast, mostly oatmeal. And I've heard some people complain that you're not supposed to have meal or you know oatmeal grits, anything like that, because it's processed food. But I think of all the things that you could be putting in in your body that controls your blood sugar, oatmeal is a pretty damn healthy thing. And I always have it with some sort of frozen fruit. I'll put yeah. in, you know. Uh, fresh bananas that I freeze myself or frozen frozen blueberries that I buy at the market and uh, throw it in with that. So I've got a little bit of vegetables, a little bit of oatmeal in the morning, sweeten it with some stevia. I have my coffee, which, which and this isn't coffee, this is water, by the way. Well, that's my morning breakfast. I've got a husband that makes it for me every morning before he goes to work early. So uh, nice. with fruit. So yeah, I, I totally dig it. And you walk. Now, you had your live jive cup up there. Um, yes. Our audience can visualize, but they can purchase online. And yes. so, uh, and you do this walking every morning. So tell me a little bit about that walking routine you set yourself into. Uh, yeah, well, I go to the local um, park around here, um, Beeman Park, and I just walk around the track. I, I, you know, I do a minimum of, of four laps. Oftentimes, two or four of those laps is running, too. Run the straightaways, walk the curves. Wow. Because um, I want to get cardio in, and I want to make sure that I'm keeping my body active and healthy. And, you know, I, I think that's that's the true basis of the weight loss, because it, you know, it happened pretty quickly, the weight loss that I've had. And yes, I'm on the, the diabetic medication. And yes, I was taking Concerta. Um, so those aided me in the whole process. But the most consistent thing I did was the portion control with my foods and walking. Yep. And when you're exercising, even you can even have cheat days and eat unhealthy stuff. But if you're getting exercise, you can overcome a lot of that. You can absolutely, and you look marvelous. I mean, you look marvelous. Look at you. You know, I could just lick you all up. Uh, that didn't I wish come somebody out. would. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about meditation and spirit and spirituality, and yeah. I find the improv community I'm most connected with are loving, spiritual, empathic people, yes. and that's what keeps me coming back that I just love the energy and you do some meditation, don't you? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I do. I just try to do silent meditation. I also meditate at church. I go to a um, center for spiritual living. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have a, I have a, a life coach and spiritual guide, Tammy Gomez, who works Great. with me on things. Um, I do uh, sleep meditations. I, I, I listen to things all night long, uh, hoping to like rewire my brain to continually think positive and uh, hopefully to, to, um, to gain more insight in and personal strength. You know, and that's what your um, your live jives are. They're positive. They're thinking about great things, great quotes, um, making ourselves feel better from the inside out and understanding that it's, it's not an outside job. It has to come yeah. here. And I love Buddhist philosophy. I've explored a lot of different religions. I tried to be Catholic for a while, but they wouldn't take me to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that and, and improv is a mindful process when we're in the moment truly being with another person yes and, um, i'm so glad that you're in well my galaxy universe mm -hmm. and, um i just look forward to hearing you every day when i can and catching thank up you. on it later on and your gift thank you and i just i just really have enjoyed our time together, Bill. I'm so glad we had this time together. together. Yank that okay. ear. Yeah. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much again, Bill. Have a lovely rest of your day. You do the same. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and look forward to you joining us next time on Improv Interviews with Margot Escott.